Everyone has a story to tell. We have a bottle of wine and an ear to listen. Join a couple of dolts as we dote out some anecdotes. And welcome to Anecdotal Dote. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Anecdotal Dote, the podcast that celebrates the stories and storytellers in all of us. I am the, um, the... Dungeons and Dragons newbie. We recorded with our guest Jacob um, a couple of uh, days ago and uh, did this quest. Laura, you were not able to join us for that, um, but uh, we're excited to have you join us for a future installment. Um, what are you most excited for in listening to this? Do I get to pick my own character? Um, yeah, you get to pick like what race they are and what their what their thing is, uh, and you get to pick their name. I'm excited. I'm really bad at picking all of those things, but I am excited. I'm okay. So I'm excited to have a a different version of an example of D and D. Okay, great, great. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty. Because I'm I've heard so much about it, and it sounds really fun. But I'm excited to like listen to you play it. <laughs> I hope you share that sentiment after listening to it. <laughs> Um, I'll let you know. <laughs> I will say I did have a lot of fun recording it. It was, um, it was, uh, I was worried that I was going to, that my virginity was going to grow back. Um, and so far, so good. It has not. Um, it's been a lot of fun. A lot of the negative connotation that I had grown up feeling about Dungeons and Dragons was kind of uh, thrown out the window by doing this. So I don't know if I did it correctly. Um, I didn't ask if I did. I didn't want to be disappointed, but um, I had fun. And that's all that matters, I guess, at the end of the day. It's three people for this one. It's my brother, Jacob Seidenberg, playing or playing as the dungeon master. Uh, Lizzie Seidenberg, his wife and my sister-in-law, as Hilda, the dwarf. And me, John Seidenberg, as John the Jaceus, um, elf wizard. So super excited for you all to listen. Enjoy. One part of gaming that you are pretty good with, I guess, I've I've heard, um, is the Dungeons and Dragons. It is. And you are going to try to walk me through a... a, uh, a, 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 a Session. Welcome, everyone. Sorry, I just knocked over a water bottle. I'll start again. Welcome, everyone, to the first annual D&D session with John, myself, and my lovely wife, Elizabeth. We are going to be playing a D&D game. Uh, this is called The Lost Mind of Fandelver. D&D, for, since you're, you have a theater audience, right? It's basically yeah. like a giant improv game. Literally. So here's what we're going to do. So John, I have you a character sheet here and you okay. should have a copy of it that you can open up. Yes, I see And that. you can see you have some personality traits. You have some ideals, bonds, and flaws. All right? So I'm going to go ahead and um, let you read what those are. Okay? And so that way the, the audience will know how you should be acting. My personality traits are I use polysyllabic syllabic polysyllabic words that convey the impression of erudition that means you like to use big words to sound smart i've spent so long in the temple that i have little practical experience dealing with people in the outside world so you're a shut-in 
I'm a shut-in. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a book smart, not a street smart. So that's your personality, your ideals. This is something that your character will hold dear. Knowledge, the path to power and self-improvement is through knowledge. Wonderful. Amen. Uh, and then you have bonds. This is something that you hold dear and close to you. The tome I carry with me is the record of my life's work so far, and no vault is secure enough to keep it safe. Mm. So you're you're a scholar and you have a, a journal with you that you want to keep safe. It's your diary. My diary. Finally. I'm really protective of my diary. Yes. <laughs> finally, your flaw. I'll do just about anything to uncover historical secrets that would add to my research. Ooh, so anything. Don't know why I said that's sexy, but... Breaking the Gina Convention laws. Geneva? Geneva. What did I say? You said Gina. Well, you know Gina. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Total B. <laughs> Neighbor from down the street. We had to have a whole seance to make sure that her ghost didn't haunt us all, and we just named it the <laughs> Gina Convention. Yes. <laughs> And so Lizzie, she will be playing um, somebody. What is your character's name? I'm Hilda. Do you want to read your personality traits? Yes. I'm always polite and respectful. Oh, you can just be yourself. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I don't trust my gut feelings, so I tend to wait for others to act. Oh my goodness, that's also like me. Okay, I've made a I've 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 made an adjustment to my bond. You have a new bond. Mm-hmm. Would you like to read it, Dungeon Master? Uh, I was born during the coronavirus, and I have never seen another being. <laughs> what? Isn't there a movie? Brendan Fraser, Born in the Vault. Oh, where's that? Uh, <laughs> Blast from the Past. Blast from the Brendan past. Fraser. Well, that's 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 what happened to John the Jaceus. My flaw. I secretly wonder whether the gods care about mortal affairs at all. And that's important because Lizzie is playing a cleric, which means she has like a god that is giving her powers. The Lost Mind of Fandelver. In the city of Neverwinter, a dwarf named Gundren Rockseeker asked you to bring a wagon load of provisions to the rough and tumble sediment settlement of Fandalin. A couple days travel southeast of the city, Gundren was clearly excited and more than a little secretive about his reasons for the trip, saying only that he and his brothers had found something big and that he'd pay you ten gold pieces each for escorting his supplies safely to Barthen's Provisions, a trading post in Fandalin. He set out ahead of you on horse along with a warrior escort named Sildar Hallwinter, claiming he needed to arrive early to take care of business. John the Jaceus, how do you know either Hilda the Hilldorf or how do you know Gundren Rockseeker? Should I know this somewhere? No, so this is, you, you get, get to, to make, make it, it up. up right now. Oh, this okay. This is role playing. Okay. Um, did they know each other? Yes, yeah, so Lizzie knows him because it's her cousin. It's in her bonds. Well, I don't think I do know them. So wh why are you taking this job? Are you just strapped for cash and you're just looking around for help wanted posters? They were literally the first people that I saw. Oh, <laughs> and you're just like, hey, you got any work? Yes. So you spent the last few days following the high road south from Neverwinter. You've just recently veered east along the Tribor Trail. You've encountered no trouble so far, but this territory can be dangerous. Bandits and outlaws have been known to lurk along the trail. Boy, oh boy. Crazy weather we've been having, eh? Oh. 
I've decided to just be myself with a little Canadian spin because I'm so polite, courteous, and respectful. Um. Oh gosh. If I'm an, if I'm a if I'm a wizard elf, um, what would my what would my sound be? What would my voice be? Um. Oh yes, the the weather is fairly good. <laughs> I did not expect you. Yeah, that was so, not what I was picturing for an elf. You're so old. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes, the the quarantine lasted quite a while. Oh my goodness. That's all. Oh, I'm so sorry that you were by yourself for so many years. That yes, must have been was- difficult. I was in isolation. That's a that's a polysyllabic word. Yes, yes, sir, it is. You sure sound smart. How, how smart you are, good sir. Oh, I shall have to write this in my diary later. So, <laughs> uh, you guys have now been on the Tribor Trail for about a half a day. As you come around a bend, you spot two dead horses sprawled about 50 feet ahead of you, blocking the path. Oh, no. Oh, oh. oh that's sad. Uh, Each has several black feathered arrows sticking out of it. The woods press close to the trail here with a steep embankment and dense thickets on either side. Diplonicus Dionysus, what's going on? Gee whiz, mister. You're awful smart. (laughs) Why, thank you. (laughs) But there's no time for that. We have to discuss the scary arrows. Can I cautiously... Investigate an arrow, check it out, see what's up. So, Lizzie, you are cautiously approaching. So, yeah, yeah. Lizzie, you're going to go ahead and roll a stealth check. Okay. So, Lizzie has rolled a five. Mm, I'm so stealthy. Uh, you know, generally we like those rolls to be high. Uh, and, of course, you do have disadvantage because you're wearing plate armor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, Lizzie's character sort of hops down off of the cart and waddles over very loudly. Stop your waddling! The the dead horse. (laughs) You can see that these horses belonged to Gundren Rockseeker and Sildar Hallwinter. My cousin? Your cousin and And his escort. Yes. They've been dead for about a day. And it's clear that the arrows have killed the horses. So since I'm obviously not a super stealthy individual... I just want to yell over there. Oi! Mr. John! Yes? These horses are dead, and they belong to Sildar and Gundren. Wow, you you couldn't have told that from where I was standing? You do see the saddlebags are laying there. (gasps) Hey, Hilda! Yes! Yes, sir! Why don't you look inside those side bags? I look on the sides of the horses for side bags. There are no side bags. Are there saddle bags? There are saddle bags. <laughs> as, as I thought was predetermined, I am book smart, not street smart. <laughs> I'm just... So oh as God. you approach the saddle bags, you can see that they have been looted. <gasps> Anything of value has been taken. But something that stands out as of interest, nearby, there is an empty leather map case. At this moment, you hear an arrow fall in from the side. You look up on the steep sides of the embankments, and there are four goblins with bows and oh, arrows no! ready to attack. Oh no, Tyrannosaurus Zeus! So John, this is where you're gonna add in. Ready, we're gonna start the epic music. Yeah. So you better add in some epic music there, John. 
Okay, so <laughs> the first goblin, which is up on the ridge, it's gonna go ahead and it's gonna launch an arrow down at uh, Hilda the Hill Dwarf. It fires an arrow, but it misses wide. Tink! Good job, Hilda! Excuse you, sir! The second goblin takes another shot. <gasps> He's gonna get her. He's gonna hit her right in the chest for three damage. Oh, that's so rude. Another goblin. He spots that on the cart, there is a, a person sitting there with a long flowing robes and a great long beard. It is John the Jaceus. It's gonna take a shot. It rolled an 18 to hit. You're gonna take four damage. Oh my goodness. Oh no. John is officially half dead already. Oh my goodness. Poseidon Compsignathus. <laughs> Do you just have a list of dinosaur names pulled up? No, but I do have a list of Greek gods. I'm going to I'm gonna approach the one that's right there. So they are up an embankment. So you're going to have to climb up there, which is going to be difficult oh, to do. Oh, gee whiz. You can do it, Hilda, for our own sake. <gasps> 22. You make it up. Boom, boom. Ugh. Which one are you going to attack? The one, the one that gonna... shot at me. I'm going to get on my feet, take my war hammer, and do like a spin move over my head and try to, try to knock, him, knock him down real hard with the war hammer. All right. You rolled a 14. Their armor class is 15. It nimbly, like, ducks down out of the way as the, the hammer flows over his head. The goblin standing there next to you, he drops his short bow and pulls out his scimitar. Oh, no. But he misses. Well, he clinks against your heavy plate armor. Clink. All right. The wizard, it is now your turn. How far away are they? They are officially... The closest one is 25 feet. The other one is 30 feet. The farthest ones are 35 and 40. There's a tape measure on this thing? There is. Oh my god, this is weird. I was going to set my hands on fire, but that only works 15 feet. True. I go between the two goblins who just attacked me. On the on the ridge with the other two, without Lizzie's character. And then I release um, my... I my, set my hands on fire. Alright, so you're going to cast <laughs> Burning Hands. Oh! Nice, John. That's 15 damage. They have to try and dodge out of the way. So they're each going to take seven damage. Oh my gosh, John. You you killed both of them. Both of them <gasps> yes! With one shot, he killed both. Gee whiz, gr- great job, Mr. Wizard. I'm coming to help you, Hilda. With a horrid screeching sound, the two goblins fall burning into clumps on the ground. The goblin across is in deep combat with Hilda the Hill Dwarf. He can't move away. He's going to roll a 17 to hit. Hilda's armor class is an 18, so it clinks once again against your hard armor. Hilda, you're up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to swing at that turd again. All right, go ahead and swing at that person again. 16 to hit. That's going to hit. Damage, you did 10 damage, so guess what? Boom, how do you do it? I take my hammer and I hit him in the face with it. Nice. The thickening, sickening crunch of breaking skull as the body rolls to the bottom of the small I say, oh, sorry. All right, now this goblin gets to go, uh, and he runs off into the trees. Can we chase after him? If you want to, you can. Yeah, we but leave gonna no be, one alive. You're going to leave the cart <laughs> unattended, remember, with the provisions. That's okay. This is one of those, it's like a choice in a video game, but these choices do matter. That's okay. I want to make sure that no one lives to tell the tale. All right. John is going to move 30, 
John, they are 35 feet away. So John, from here, you can see the goblin. So if you wanted, you could cast magic missile and try and- What about the sleep one? So, oh, you want to try and take him alive? Yeah. And then we're going to slowly flay him alive. Oh my, that's, that's a little disrespectful. All right, sleep. He just tried to kill us. Besides, I've never seen another living thing, so I don't understand pain. So, <laughs> so he um, wants to study pain. It on has the a goblin. range of ninety feet. So, uh, what you do? I'm really gonna break with the Geneva Convention and the Gina Convention. <laughs> You're gonna roll five d eight. Twenty. Twenty three seconds, so mother. And guess what? He falls asleep. He collapses where he is and starts breathing like. Snoring like a babe. Do I have more moves? Yeah, we're out of combat now because he's asleep. He can't do anything. I'll walk over and carry him to the old timer. That way he can save his crippled little body. There you go. She saved you the trip. Oh, you're so wonderful. (laughs) Assisting me in my crimes against humanity. (laughs) Now, uh, Hilda, while you are uh, carrying that goblin, you can see that there is a trail that he was actually following down. And you can see there on the trail, there are drag marks. Oh my goodness. Okay. As if somebody was dragged down that trail. Like, hey, hey, hey friend. He was heading towards this little trail that has drag marks all by it. I bet, I'm guessing, that is where they were drug off after the, these poor little horses were slaughtered. But I was going to cut him open from 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 hip to sternum. Well, I mean, you can still do that. Which I think is is that the you same way? Is that the same Where's place? Your this Isn't is your here? sternum, like in the hip middle of your chest. Sternum. So it's really just his belly you're opening. Okay, yeah, I was I was giving him a um a cesarean section. I didn't know he was with child. Congratulations. I'm going to stuff the other goblin inside of him. We're doing a reverse cesarean. Oh, my gosh. Good, sir. I don't know if that's a good call. Quarantine has gotten to me. (laughs) For, like, 150 years. Okay, fine. I cut his throat. (laughs) Oh, oh. He, not, he doesn't wake again. I think we should take the time to bury all the dead. It's only—it's the only respectful thing to do. Are you kidding me? Are you not down for that idea? Do you not um, respect the dead? Uh, n- n- no. I was literally going to do a reverse cesarean on one of them. Two of them, technically. Can can we can we eat goblin? Uh, you might get sick. Oh. Okay. Let's move on. So your choices are you can continue down the trail and deliver the goods, or you can attempt to hide the cart and follow this trail with the drag marks. Let's do that one. And remember the person yeah, the yeah, person who is paying started. you to make this, uh, he is the one that got dragged down this trail. Oh well we we got to get the dough. If we don't if we don't get him, we don't get paid. Right. He's gonna make it rain. Following the goblin's trail, you come across a large cave in a hillside. Five miles from the scene of the ambush. Oh my goodness, we a walked shallow, five miles? Yes. Well, I mean, you're trying to find the person who's I'm supposed pooped. to pay A shallow <laughs> stream flows out of the cave mouth, which is screened by dense briar thickets. A narrow, dry path leads into the cave on the right-hand side of the stream. Uh, let's go into the cave. And as you get to about here, around this brush, you're standing sort of in the small stream, you can hear some voices through the other side of this underbrush. 
and you can hear them. They're speaking in Goblin. Does anybody here speak Goblin? You do, you speak, do goblin. speak Goblin. <gasps> You're a learned man. Hilda, let's check hers. You do not speak Goblin. It's all gibberish. So you can hear, John. This is what you overhear. Well, then I ate the rotten fish, and I got a terrible stomachache. And I just said to myself, this is the last time I eat rotten fish. I really want to perform a cesarean on him to see what that would look like in his stomach. Wait, what? What? What are you talking about? I need to cut him open to see what the rotten fish looks like on the inside. Are you, ta- are you talking about the goblin? Yeah. Why do you want to cut? At- I'm a little concerned about why you want to cut everybody open and perform cesarean sections on them. Not everybody is pregnant. Yeah, you're good, sir. You're right. You're right. Um, it's it's not good to assume. It's, um, <laughs> they're just fat. <laughs> okay, they're talking about rotten fish. As the conversation continues, there's only one other voice, and he he sort of continues on. Um, saying, wow, you think rotten fish is bad? You should try those rancid berries. Oh my gosh, I would much rather eat a dead horse than a rancid berry. They're talking about wanting to eat a dead horse. Should we tell them about the ones back there? No, I don't think we should tell them about the rancid horse. I think they ate or killed the rancid horses back on the trail. So we should capture at least one of them to find out what they know about our, our boss. That's that's not a shabby idea. Oh, thank you. I went to college. Um, so we slowly creep up through the bushes behind them. Or I do. Okay. I can't speak for Hilda. She's her own woman. Oh, I definitely do that as well. I'm trying right. to be... But she waddles. She waddles loudly. I do. I try so hard to be quiet. Right. So, John, go ahead and That's press my true flaw. Uh, the stealth skill to roll for stealth, and I will roll Hilda's to roll for stealth. Oh, John got a nat 20. That means you succeed in an amazing fashion. So, as you're tiptoeing through the brush, you, you hear Hilda. She accidentally snaps on a twig. But through your your innate magic skill, you're able to create the sound of a bird very quickly, and they no longer are frightened by the sound of the snapping stick thinking it was a bird. Do you want, do you want to hear my peacock? Yes, let's hear your peacock. Ah! Ah! <laughs> That's graceful. That's what they heard. So you're directly behind one of them, all right? And you can see the other one is about five feet away. John, are you going to attempt to grab this goblin? See, I'm worried that the other one who's further away might run away. Hmm. Hilda, can you grab the other one and I'll grab this one? Yes. Okay, then yes, I grabbed the closest goblin. All right, so I, I, on the count of three, you both jump from the bushes and put your plan into action. Yeah, 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 I try to grapple mine. All right, so John. And cover his face. You're going to grapple this goblin. So you, what you need to do is you need to roll an athletics check. Uh-oh, I got a zero in that. That's like that's like John the Seidenberg's life. <laughs> All right, Lizzie rolled a 13. John, you rolled a seven. The first one, John's, oh, it wiggles out of your arms very quickly. The other one, Hilda, you hold this one tight. So you have grappled one. Would this be a bad time to take a potty? Yes. We're joining combat. Hilda, there's no time! You <laughs> pee on the goblin! All right. 
John, the one that you tried to grapple actually gets to go first. He sees you and he jumps back very quickly. And he's going to go ahead and whip out his scimitar and try slashing you. Is he that rolled, a euphemism? No. So he rolled a 12. Your armor class is also a 12. So when it's a tie, the tie always goes to the person defending, and you are defending against this attack. So you jump back as you the blade slices in front of the air in front of you. <gasps> All right, it is now your turn, John. What's prestidigitation? So that one is... I mean, I know roll. because I it's a polysyllabic word. I just want yes. to make sure you know it. <laughs> so it's just a minor magical effect. So you can, like, make a little puff of smoke or sparks. Ray of frost. So you shoot out a little ball of snow and ice, and he ducks down as it passes over its head. Goblin that is being grappled, he breaks free on his turn. Oh, gee whiz. I'm going to try to grapple him again. And try to hold him again? And say, sir, this would be a lot easier if you just relaxed. All right, you rolled a 19. He is going to roll a 4. So you've grappled him once again. This goblin that is attacking John the Jaceus, he is going to attempt to run into the cave. So as he runs past you, John, you get what's called an attack of opportunity, which means because he is like broken combat. Shocking grasp. So you are going to miss once again. And he's going to move over in front of the cave mouth. Oh, no. Oh, okay. Ray of Frost. So that is definitely going to hit him. Now, if you all over on the chat, if you press the words Ray of Frost, it will roll damage. Ooh. You did one cold damage. <laughs> That's like throwing oh, a single ice cube. <laughs> you, you hit him right in the eye with an ice cube. I'm just going to run and tackle him like a freaking football star. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and roll an athletics. An 11. Let's see if he dodges out of the way. He dodges out of the way. Oh, no. But now you're within five feet of him. So on his turn, he's going to attempt to move. And I'm, I'm going to try and do something again. You I'm going to attack of opportunity. I'm going to knock him out. Ooh, that's not good. You, you missed. Oh, jeez. Wizard. Ray of Frost. 16 to hit. That is a hit. He is dead. Oh. You killed him. He is now a frozen ice cube in the middle of the pond. I'm going to grab the little dead goblin and drag him out of the water. That way people yeah. can see him. You don't want him to smell him. Yeah. I'm going to walk over and tie up the unconscious one. I'm going to hog tie him. All right, hog tie him. And put an apple in his mouth. All right, he's, he's all ready for bacon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll say, okay, great job there, John the JCS. Um, so what are we going to do with this guy, eh? Um, I'm glad your accent is back. Um, I'm going, <laughs> I forgot about it I'm for a minute. I'm going to smack the brat out of him until he wakes up. <laughs> Ouch! Please don't hurt me. Good. Now, we have some questions for you. Oh, you speak goblin so well. Oh, thank you. I went to college online. Oh, very impressive. Thanks. Enough with the chit chat. Yes, yes. I'm sorry. I'm being tortured. What is in the cave? Uh, go goblins. What else is in the cave? Uh, a bugbear. A what? A bugbear. A bag bear? It's a bug bear. What the hell is a bug bear? <laughs> it's like a big, hairy monster. 
Is there anything else in there? Uh, there's a human prisoner. A human prisoner? Yeah. And where is he in the cave? Uh, if you go into the cave and make a left, and then another left, uh, he's up in there. You know what? I think we should take him with us, and then if he doesn't, if he's lying to us, then we feed him to the bugbear. Um, it's, that, that's not very nice. I just gave you all the information I have. Well, I don't know if you're telling the truth or not. I think you should take. I think we should take him as prisoner into the to the cave. I, I, I believe him, even though I don't understand his language. I think everybody is innately good, and I know for sure. He, he is just telling us everything we need to know. Uh, you know that he uh, he did try and slip out of your grasp a couple times. Well, nobody likes to be hugged that tightly. It gets uncomfortable. I, I understand. I wouldn't know. I've never been touched. Oh, you poor soul. This is my first day out in the real world. Well, you're doing great. Um, thanks. Hey, wait a minute. You're our captive. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Well, you're, you're the boss, so I am down for whatever whatever works and whatever causes the least damage to everybody involved. Okay, let's go. You're going to come down the path, bringing your little buddy with you. Uh, you can see he sort of points over to the right. Uh, in this, the, as you come into the cave, there's a little alcove to the right. And you can see there are three wolves chained up. And he's like, don't mess with them. If you just leave them alone, they'll be fine. They're just hungry. You, sir, what is your name? My name is Grimgut. Wait, how did you ask him that? You can't speak goblin. I just spoke in common. Did he answer in common? No, he answered in goblin. Oh, well then I don't freaking My name is Wait, can... Grimgut. Grim... Gringgut? Grimgut. Oh, Grimgut. Uh, can you understand common talk? Oh, yes, yes. All the human prisoners talk in common. Can you speak common? Oh, no, that's dumb language. That makes literally no sense. <laughs> I understand it. I don't speak it. Okay, let's keep moving forward. All right, so you're going to follow his instructions? By the way, Hilda, his name is Grim Gut. Grim Gut. Grim Gut. Which is how I am after I eat Chipotle. <laughs> All right, so as he said, there is an opening to the left. Are you following that opening? Can, uh, can I do an insight on him? Yes, you can. So you can tell that he is telling the truth but he seems to be leaving something out. Grimgut, what's in this passage? Uh, it's, it's a prisoner. What else? Uh, some goblins. Is it a trap? Well, I mean, it's going to be, I guess, when you get there, but uh, it's not really a trap yet. <laughs> How many goblins are in there? Uh, just six. That's not too bad, I guess. Okay. Except four almost killed you. Yeah. <laughs> Almost got both of us. Oh. Okay, Grimgut, I'll cut a deal with you. Okay. If you help us get our boss guy, we'll split our commission 80 20. I get 80? No, you get 20. <laughs> oh. Wow. I mean, I can't. I can't promise anything, but, um, you know, there is a little bit of a problem going on here. What's that? Well, you see, Clark, he's the, he's the, the bugbear. Um, and he doesn't, he doesn't get along so well with, uh, 
uh, the head of the goblins, that's Yimmick. And so uh, I'm sure Yimmick might be uh, available to make some sort of deal. Okay, let's go speak to the bugbear. If you're down for that, Hilda. I'm down. I'm down there, boss. Boston. (laughs) (laughs) So you're going to follow this path down. You come around the corner, and there are three goblins next to these little uh, pools of water. They're the sea clark. And so they sort of step aside and let you guys approach the cave to the back. So you move back and around and make your way to Clark's abode. Holy crap! Oh, he is angry. It is is probably taller than both of you. Uh, As well, you can see there is a large scarred wolf. All right. What do we have here? My name's John the Jaceus, and this is my counterpart, Hilda. Hello. All right. And what are you doing in my cave? We need your help. You need my help? For what? Um, well, we have our boss trapped in the cave with the goblins, and uh, we thought you liked killing goblins, so we thought you might want to help us kill the goblins so we can get our human friend out. Uh, what? You realize that I'm the, the leader of this hideout, and all these goblins answer to me. What? Did you misinterpret what I said earlier? Yep. <laughs> I thought that Yemek and Clark weren't getting along. Yeah, Yemek, which is the goblin that's in that other room that you didn't go into, he doesn't like Clark because Clark oh. is a bugbear. And he, wait, so you oh, know that information. Oh, use that, use that. I've got this. But I, I don't know. We'll see where this goes. Be persuasive. I have some news for you. Yeah. There's a mutiny forming in the cave. A mutiny? Against whom? Against you! You. How do you know this? Um, Grimgut told me about it. Oh no, oh no, I'm a loyal servant to King Clark. I would never do a mutiny. That's not me. I'm not a mutineer. No, he... Shut up, you! No, 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 he didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he, he told us about it so we could tell you. Grimgut didn't do anything wrong. Oh, thank you, thank you. Now, all right, then who's doing this mutiny then? It's, um, 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 Yiddish. Yimmick! Yes, him. That little worm. (laughs) All right. So, what do you want for this information that you've already given me? Um, well, if you can, um, when you go in there to, uh, to punish Yidim, um, just let us take our human friend and, and, uh, leave... Well, you see, there's quite a little problem with that. What's that? Uh, you see, my boss, King Clark, he, uh, he wants that there human. For what? Well, it turns out he's got some valuable information. Um, what, what if I give you five gold pieces? You got gold on you? Yeah. Well, that changes things. Boys! Oh, no. Attack! Oh no! <laughs> this has been an anecdotal dote, unofficial presentation of the D&D campaign, The Lost Minds of Fandelver, by Rich Baker and Chris Perkins. 
hosted by Dungeon Master Jacob Seidenberg, with players Lizzie Seidenberg as Hilda and John Seidenberg as John the Jaceus. Music for this presentation by Kevin McLeod. Want to hear part two of this campaign? Let us know by writing to us on our Facebook page or by emailing theanecdotaldote at gmail.com. To learn more about this campaign or others like it, visit dnd.wizards.com. Thank you for listening.